Welcome to a brand new episode of Two Please. I'm your host, Abhin. And I'm your co-host, Rohit. What are we talking about this week, Rohit? This little-known uh, comic book character called The Batman. That was bad. Okay. Yeah, it was just fine. Don't worry. I mean, uh, this is like having to dub uh, Christian Bale's dialogue from Batman Begins all over again because he was so incoherent. He's all of course <laughs> talking about <laughs> where is she? Uh, he's talking about the Batman, one of DC's most iconic heroes, possibly one of the most, the most iconic hero uh, to yep. have come out of the comic book genre in the last century. See, with uh, with I just had a thought. Sorry, I'm jumping in. With other superheroes, you're like, you know what? They have something like they're an alien or they're bitten by somebody, something or whatever. Like you can't mm-hmm. have that. Batman is there to show you, like, fuck you. You can't. <laughs> you just aren't doing it. You lazy bastard. It helps that you are also a, a multi-billionaire. So, but <laughs> hmm. I'm sure it helps a little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just a tad bit. It's like, here, let me go beat up these criminals who don't have a, a roof over their head. Yeah. <laughs> While I go back to Bring my the class money. system. Remind them of the class system. The class system. <laughs> While I go back home and then brood about my parents being dying in an alley with my butler. <laughs> he does that all the time, 24-7, dude. That must be tiring. Okay, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Before yes. we do that, a quick two lines that I'm just... Uh, remembering off of top of my head if i remember he was created by bill finger and bob kane in mm-hmm. 1939 other things were happening in 1939 also so uh, probably this sort of got missed in that hubbub of hitler invading the sudeten land and poland mm-hmm. but uh, anyways coming back to batman mm-hmm. and ever since he's been much loved he is the original detective of sorts so that looks so very much uh, very much like what the the aesthetic that uh, Matt Reeves has gone for the new Batman. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Very excited. So yeah, I mean, if, if you guys haven't guessed by now, going by when we've dropped this episode or we will be dropping this episode, this is a sort of our tie-in to the release of Matt Reeves' Batman. Much awaited. Pattinson yeah. is going to kill it. I can mm-hmm. already feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we're recording this a day before the embargo for the reviews dropped. So we've, we've heard very little about it. Uh, I think... Yeah. But from what I've heard so far, people, have, I mean, you know, you hear bits of uh, bits of information coming out through social media reactions, and there seems to be quite the buzz. I hope that buzz sustains over the next few days because I'm generally a fan of Matt Reeves' work. Yep. I see. I watched the Planet of the Apes film in the early 2000s Love with. No, no, no. The one with Tim Burton. Which oh, that one. Even that confused the hell out of me. So to take that property and make three excellent films out of it mm. uh, is I mean truly requires some, some some sort of talent and I'm very intrigued to see what he does with the character but that's enough of the Batman let's talk about <laughs> the Batman <laughs> our history our affiliations with it yeah uh, our love for it the toys the games the movies the TV shows you name it Ooh, like I forgot yeah. I had the toy we know we'll get to it so but First, I'd like to say we'll start the show. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I always forget this. <laughs> I am big. It's the picture that got small. All right, let's do this. First introduction to the Batman. You're asking me? Oh, yes. Who else? <laughs> no, I thought you were going first. Okay. Okay, so um, I think for me, the first introduction was, I mean, I had heard of the Batman. Like I'd seen comics in the library when I used to go take my famous five books when I was a kid. And so I'd seen Batman, but my first proper introduction to the character was the animated series. Like mm-hmm. late 90s, I think it was late 90s, right? Late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, amazing. And like, I think they got, they took the best parts of the earlier era of Batman and like added on to it. 
the aesthetic of the comic and it it wasn't like a children's yeah, show no, it was not by any stretch of the imagination did not uh, hold itself back i remember i, I mean i obviously didn't know it at the time the animated series dropped in the us in the year 92 we got it a good like 6 years oh, wow. yeah yeah so it's been around for a while like cuz 92 that happened and i think 92 93 94 boys uh it went to theaters with uh, the animated movie went to theaters uh, mask of the phantasm mm. which once again a great batman movie if, you, if people haven't watched it you have to go check it out um i remember like it it was on our local I, you know i feel like i'm dating myself here uh it was i remember seeing the vcd for mask of the phantasm at our local dvd vcd rental store <laughs> and who used to go pick stuff out from man i i owe a lot to that guy but <laughs> anyway i i remember uh batman dropping the animated series dropping on my 10th birthday i think so we should have which make it we should make it 2001 cuz it was april 3rd i was at maybe i'm scrambling the dates but it was at a pizza hut i remember at the party thinking hmm i'm here i'm about like finish all this and go home and watch the batman the first episode of the, <laughs> the animated series that was really what i was looking forward to it was such a huge batman as i seen out of growing up i had about 20 of those uh, action figures each year i'd i'd get something or the other and i have such vivid memories of purchasing each of those actually do you remember there was one batman figure which had like a cloth cape actually not like yes. plastic cape yeah exactly yeah so that I had one that about, one. about so did i the one which which had a bruce wayne um, yes you it had it had bruce wayne you could add the mask and the yeah, and the yeah. armor and the cape to it so there was and i remember it because i i bought it my mother was taking was shopping and then she says i was buying a a figure a, a fig, that exact action figure at a store and she just went in and picked it up and my mom doesn't i mean she usually food why she would have got me anything and everything i ever wanted but kind of brought me up right didn't uh, didn't always give me what i wanted um and but funnily enough that was not my first batman uh, action figure and i'll get to why what my first batman action figure was uh but yeah the animated series was uh, played a big part uh, in growing up but i think for me the introduction and i think what my parents first introduced me to was um adam west's 1964 batman now i had no clue it was a base exactly <laughs> for those of you listening to this rohit is doing the the, the dance the infamous dance sequence from uh, from the tv show now i had no clue <laughs> it was in the 60s as far as i know like 5 year old 6 year old me it could have come out around the time i was growing up and but i was thoroughly invested uh, cesar romero's uh, the joker is was my joker i was like wow this is this is really intriguing i mean this is he's a batmobile there are biffs and pows and bangs <laughs> very cartoonish i think very um, what do you call um um uh, it appeared I remember uh, correctly the, one of the episodes adam west has a shark repellent in his yes of course like, so there's yeah there is <laughs> he has a horse called wayne bow <laughs> <laughs> so there's a great uh, twitter page called back labels that keeps pulling out these random gems from the 1960 show so it's really hilarious but then of course there was once that happened uh, that became a segue into the comics and then that just opened up a whole new world of what uh, the batman was really about and then again you and then that opened up doors into the films that were coming around at the time but i don't want to get ahead of myself so let's I'll, i'll hand it back to you oh i just have one story about the action figure like okay i used to carry that action figure everywhere with me like even when my parents dropped me at my grandparents house like they'd want to chill like spend time with me whatever like grandsons home i was like yeah fuck all that <laughs> i would i used to take thread uh, from my grandma and i used to tie like zip lines across chairs in the hall and like put yeah, yeah. a grip like this no so i would yeah, just put yeah. that hand and i would just slide down and then i would like make elaborate scenes fights and of all course, like, yeah. I, i can just imagine my grandparents like is our grandson like differently able <laughs> why is he like this oh man i i, I don't i maybe if if we ever do have kids and we like and if they go down the same path 
I think uh, we wouldn't feel different as much as we'd be like, okay, I can see what it must yeah, have felt yeah. like. I'd probably join. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. I'd be like, okay, what are you doing? Is this the setup? <laughs> I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> let me show you. Yeah, let me, let me show you how it's done. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think then the introduction to the movies happened. Yeah. It's a really funny story once again involving my mother because uh, my parents used to, uh, I wouldn't say travel a lot, but in the summer holidays, they would bounce around and they'd leave me in the company of my grandparents and who weren't particularly uh, keeping a sharp eye on on what I was renting from the <laughs> DVD store. I had no clue myself what, what I was picking up. So I went, remember going in and um, the DVD guy and the VCD guy asking me what I wanted. I said, I'm, I want to watch a Batman movie. And he says, there are three of them. Two of them are out. There's one that I can give you. In my hand, he put a copy of Batman Forever. Now, I have um, never seen Batman Forever, but it, it had Jim Carrey, who is who was my hero and still my hero to today. Jim Carrey, Val Kilmer, who I'd never heard of. I knew who Tommy Lee Jones was because of something my dad had seen. And I, I knew who Nicole Kidman was because she was big also in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I remember putting it in and having a blast with that film. Chris O'Donnell, who I... I, I, I like one of the if you ask you know, the one of the earlier earliest actors I remember knowing it's Chris O'Donnell I've been Chris because O'Donnell because of vertical limit no because of the because of Batman and because then Batman. I'm like I'm like oh then this, years later I'm like oh Chris O'Donnell was in uh, Ascent of Woman he was also in Vertical Limit which of course was really big in the 90s in India yeah so yeah, so, yeah 90s was like I think even Cliffhanger was around the same time or was it a few years Cliffhanger later? was like a Cliffhanger was earlier, no? Like 94, 95. Vertical yeah. Limit was a little Yeah. Vertical Limit was, a, was that sweet spot for disaster films, kind of where Armageddon Deep Impact came out the same year. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, I mean, I'm going over completely like digressing. That's a, that's a topic for a whole other day. Uh, but anyway, so he he hands me a copy of Batman Forever. I'm just like, okay, this, this movie is great. Jim Carrey is amazing as the Riddler. All of that. And then uh, I'm like, okay, I want more. I go back for more. And he gives me a copy of The Batman, Tim Burton's original. And, I'm like, and I watch it and Jack Nicholson is there. And as a nine-year-old, I know who Jack Nicholson is. So I'm just like, oh, this is once again amazing. Uh, and then he gives me, and then my parents, I think this, I, this happens over a couple of months. And then my parents are one day home. My mom is one day home. And I have Batman Returns, a copy of Batman Returns. Now, if anyone has watched Batman Returns, it stars my, uh, Michael Keaton, it stars uh, Danny DeVito, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Now, Michelle Pfeiffer, like, <laughs> now that I have, it, is, it has been a good 20 to 30 odd years since I've last watched, I mean, since I first watched Batman Returns, I can safely say that film has so many undertones of BDSM in it. I mean, obviously, they're all dressed in rather rubber spandex suits. And Michelle Pfeiffer, oh my goodness, is going for it. Like, she's... Tim Burton is like, just... I'm going to put you in this rubber cat suit. Do what you have to. And just absolutely take Michael Keaton to town. So I'm watching all of this unfold in front of my mom. My mom's like, what is this? And she walks and <laughs> ejects the CD. Says, you're not watching any more Batman films. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sad. And then the only thing that was left on my plate at the time was Batman and Robin. So in a way, I think she kind of saved me. Yeah, I think it was for the best. But frontly enough, that was my first action figure. The George Clooney Batman with the ice skates was my first ever Batman action figure. <laughs> I mean, it's on all of my home videos. It's just one of those really, uh, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I really have a whole, a whole great affection for that action figure. But the, And that just kickstarted this whole collection that I eventually owned, about 10 of them that I once lined up and took a picture. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how my early Batman years were. Then of course the comics became a thing. And then I went chasing after graphic novels, uh, death of the mm-hmm. family, but we'll, we'll get to all of that later. Uh, but we're specifically going to like look at it in, um, in the cinematic well, I think we go by. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, we'll, I think our deep dive episode can come whenever we want to, because the, I can talk about this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> how do we do it? Do we go by medium? 
because i want to talk about animated than some animated movies then maybe talk about let's go let's the, go the dark knight returns have you watched oh of course i i have uh, I, mean, i read the yeah so yeah my, the comic is insane man so in my i remember when we were just about before we went into went to college i think around in the summer of 2009 i was really into um graphic novels because it just mm. was a new world for me so that's when i read the dark knight returns uh, there's a sequel to that 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 storyline called the dark knight strikes back which i would not recommend to anyone right <laughs> thanks again thanks frank malaya yeah. completely yeah he's very hit thomas like if yeah, he gets yeah. it right it's amazing otherwise it's just ass dark knight strikes back is just random beyond random <laughs> but the dark knight returns yes i'm sorry you were saying no just uh, what a fresh perspective on the whole story and uh, i think in one aspect it's the epitome of uh, something about batman which is that to overcome his uh, lack of superpowers batman is all about prep and yeah. the at the end of dark knight returns you see like the epitome of what batman prep can lead to exactly. i don't want to spoil what happens but it is a sight to behold obviously that was famously adapted on screen on film as well no, but not entirely so but, much yeah, yeah not entirely it's done so much better in in the comic i want you to remember that's so yeah. uh, the entire sequence is is wonderful i mean if you you don't have to for those of you who prefer watching rather than reading the animated i mean the dark knight the returns movie. the movies is split there are two it's a two parter and the animated films are streaming on hbo so i think they should also be on hotstar or, or disney if you're in india um go check it out it's, it is wonderful i think it is probably one of the uh the, the the better entries to come out of the dc animated universe on the other end of the spectrum though have you watched mm. samurai batman I, i've ninja batman i think it's called sorry ninja bat the one where he's a, yeah yeah, yeah. one set in japan japan yeah yeah Batman. <laughs> See, I was totally into it when I saw the trailer, but I think execution-wise, it's kind of <laughs> so random, dude. Which is it's I, not I a good movie. I, I like I like random properties. I like batshit crazy uh, takes on batshit beloved crazy. Exactly on on beloved characters, but uh, not for me. I, I I got Batuman. bored. I think it got it got boring really quick, and I, that's not a that's yeah, something. Yeah, that's a story. A ninja Batman uh, plot should never be. It should be completely go all out there. I think <laughs> the it, it I and I they have like giant mecha robots and all in that world. It's it's not even cyberpunk. I don't know what it is. But yeah, you had some other movies you were saying you wanted to recommend. Uh yes, Mask of the Phantasm. Like Fantasy. Batman movies. Mm. Yes, of course. Mask of the Phantasm. Under Fantasy. the Red Hood. Have you watched Under the Red Hood? I have seen Under the Red Hood. So Under the Red Hood. Nice. It's it's a it's a pleasant watch. I would yeah. I would say. Uh, so I think the Batman film is Mask of the Phantasm because it comes out of a one like out of the animated series universe. So the animated series universe was written by uh, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini, who. basically like it was so influential the character of harley quinn comes out of the animated series harley quinn mm. did not exist in the comics before, in the comics um and the animated series is a, is a throwback to the old noah batman the era that mm. uh, he was first formed in and there are some incredible episodes in there um ha- heart of ice which is the mr freeze centric episode is mm. so nuanced and it's such a great story uh and it's kind of funny because when you have heart of ice which tells a really like as i mentioned a nuanced story about mr threes and then you fast forward 4 5 years later and batman and robin drops with arnold schwarzenegger dropping ice puns as mr freeze chill uh, yeah oh by the way like uh, i haven't even gotten to batman and robin which i think deserves an episode by itself for me hands down the most influential batman film to be to have ever been made because, because now it, after that everyone knew what not to do not exactly it basically provided you a blueprint of what not to do and funnily enough it, i thought i mean if you you think back and look at it and and, and you and if josh clooney survived that he can survive yeah. anything but okay anyway um um 
animated recommendations under the red hood uh flashpoint technically not a batman film but really uh really nice there as well justice league doom which is where um you realize batman has a contingency option for every member of the justice league mm. and it gets activated really nice film um there's a new entry which is one of my favorite batman stories and it's just came out over the last last year which is the long halloween no oh, i watched it day before yesterday yeah so now the long Very halloween nice. is i recommend everyone like if, if i have a recommendation watch the movie yes but read the graphic novel first because the graphic novel is pure noir it, it is one of mm. the best um batman stories are generally one of the best detective stories i've read so if i have recommendations as one what batman stories to chase the long halloween and hush uh Hush is I don't think can ever be adapted even though they tried to make it and then really screwed up uh, the, an- the animated entry. I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't talk about the killing joke which is more a joker story than it is yeah a batman story but of course it it is one of the most iconic pieces of literature to exist. I mean even that the joker's origin story comes from the killing joke not from yeah. the comics course, canon. Yeah. yeah. killing joke alan moore was just like okay shit i'll write it and <laughs> of course alan moore the uh, man who wrote reef of vendetta watchman yeah and as a great um, isn't from hell also alan uh, moore from hell is also alan moore hmm. but okay i think yeah, like i'm just fanboying that. at this point i don't and i've taken us on or on, on a wild goose chase no no i mean we want to talk about the animated movies it's now coming to 70 mm film proper mm-hmm. uh, obviously we mentioned the tim burton movies we mentioned the joel schumacher movies of course which i mean we'll definitely talk about in greater mm-hmm. detail <laughs> uh coming to what i think for most oh. people is is the most widespread exposure to batman which would be the nolan movies yeah so before i get into the nolan movies what is the first batman movie you watched I think it was Batman and Robin dude shit. Mm. You know I because it is very much and because we grew up in the night like we're both 90s kids right in like early 90s yeah, yeah. with the so, bad credit card and stuff. Exactly. So for I think a lot of the people who are our age or like a few years off their first introduction to Batman would probably have been Batman and Robin or rather their, yeah. the cinematic introduction because one it was catered especially to kids it had it had a toy merchandise line as long as uh, a freight trainer i would because that movie came out with the purpose to sell toys yeah there was there were four i mean five big names attached to that so you had of course you had Josh Clooney you had Chris O'Donnell who was already uh, sorry you can't call Chris O'Donnell a big name dude i mean in the 90s he'd come off a scent of a woman and like with Al Pacino so you could he was okay. in a bunch of yeah so yeah. chris o'donnell was around i mean i would say he was a big name <laughs> alicia silverstone yeah, who of course massive clu- clueless yeah. is a cult is a cult classic uma thurman who had gattaca and um a, a, i mean very much a star pulp in the nineties pulp fiction arnold king of the puns i have like Oh, I, I when we get to the uh, we haven't done an honor but i was a right? kid and even then i was like this is bad like the puns <laughs> like the puns yeah. are, these are bad <laughs> what have you done to honor schwarzenegger my hero yeah <laughs> my god i think that was the first movie i watched but um, i'm thankful for the nolan movies because it brought some much needed gra- gravitas to the movies otherwise by that time everyone was just like hey let's see what works exactly i think the random kind of stuff was being tried 97 this happened and i and i think they they planned a sequel for batman robin now don't batman robin made a shit ton of money it really did yeah it got it got absolutely panned by critics <laughs> but it made a lot of money and then a movie that has that the directors and everyone involved in it have apologized repeatedly over <laughs> the last 20 odd years it's a perfect encapsulation of what the 90s were <laughs> to a certain extent it's just 
camp like yeah. like late 90s was just pure camp and we grew up like we grew up in the bollywood yeah, side of things bollywood oh my god mm. i was just thinking yeah so it's just so much could, camp there's so much happening in the <laughs> in that era but <laughs> coming to nolan's film so i i think around mid 2003 2004 there are whispers of warner brothers green lighting um a new batman movie and everyone of course is very skeptical about it uh and they they cast a dude named christian bale now i have no idea who christian bale is uh, because obviously i am too young to have watched american psycho mm. uh, and but clearly seems to be quite the popular choice but i remember seeing the still for it at a movie i'd gone to watch i think in in mid 2004 and the still is just like it's it's a a dark cave with a beam of light and bats sort of flying around and batman just staring down i looked at it and immediately i looked at him like whatever this is i am in because it looks interesting it reminded me of the animated series mm. and i was like okay i am in and then the trailer started coming out i was like okay this i am in <laughs> <laughs> and then i then it was the then from what i read it ken watanabe who i had at the time grown very fond of because I, i think i just seen him in the last samurai last samurai which he got nominated for uh, mm-hmm. and ken watanabe was to, was to play resha gul who for me at the time was uh, razal gul who i have just discovered through the comics like this immortal dude and i mean ken specifics later uh, and So I'm like okay Batman versus Ra's al Ghul uh, it stars Liam Neeson who is uh, Qui-Gon Jinn is in this movie or oh, crazy uh, and I, so there's this whole um you know the set of characters Morgan Freeman also was in there Michael Caine who I didn't I may have seen I I've seen my father introduced me to Michael Caine in a movie called The Man Who Would Be King which mm. stars Michael Caine and Sean Connery and so i knew he was but i hadn't really seen him in a lot of films so this general hype i think by i'd say by 2005 i had started quizzing so i kind of had gotten into the whole entertainment uh, aspect of it as doing a bit of research i would not not to the extent that i know today and probably the same could be said of me 10 years in, into the future if i'm still here mm. but generally like <laughs> uh in 2005 i was like okay i know who these certain characters are 2000 so i'm excited for it the movie drops and i remember going to watch it and walking out of it being completely blown away i think yeah. for me then i was like what has christopher nolan done i want to go watch everything he's done <laughs> but that was also your first nolan movie then my first nolan i went straight up yeah, i was i, I never yeah i i think i'd heard of memento because i didn't know it was him because i think uh, gajini the, the tamil gajini was coming around out of 2007 the, the tamil gajini tamil gajini was 2006 correct because yeah. the hindi one was 2008 so i think it was 2006 mm. or 7 yeah so, yeah mm. somewhere around those times so, i mean I, i'd heard of memento because it was being spoken in circles I never seen it I didn't see it yeah. for another 4 years anyway exactly uh, I think we were too young to see memento batman begins yeah. is the per- perfect first nolan movie for us mm-hmm. so yeah but I remember being completely blown away by it and just everything about it I was like okay this this batman is is a batman I love yeah I think uh, very similar I remember seeing the poster and I, even then it registered like this something I have to watch and um, for both of us i think it's our favorite batman movie no not yeah. the dark Under, knight yeah. i mean i'll get to that we'll get to the dark knight because i feel there's a lot to talk about that but for me till today my favorite it's, it just movie. hit right when you saw it for the first time yeah. and that Again, supersedes the dark knight's probably objective merit as the better film it might mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. but it's just the memory of you having watched batman begins is just too strong and like dude i just love this movie The Batman Begins. You can tell the film's budget is not all there. The suit mm. looks very fake. The, the the special effects look terrible, uh, and it's just you can tell that not not a lot of money has been sunk into the project. Of course, a fair bit has been sunk, but not what you would expect from what you've seen in the other Batman films. 
Mm-hmm. So the studio was very much Warner's were very much skeptical about how this movie would perform and then it released to great success launched Kristen Bell into the mainstream Katie Holmes was already big at the time because I think she was dating Tom Cruise and so yeah. I mean of course I mean we uh, she was she was big off Dawson's Creek but I hadn't seen Dawson's Creek I don't think any of us as the Ninda group watching Dawson's Creek uh and you had a, i mean like and we've, we've spoken about all the other actors in there as well so there was it came with a pretty big star cast uh but <laughs> and, uh, you know there are certain movie experiences you you remember like almost um, step like each step of the way you know exactly where you were and what yeah, you were doing yeah. i remember watching this in what was in an old bangalore theater which is now gone called rex um mm. and uh we were in the balcony and it was me my sister and my really my overprotective parents sent the driver with us and he was also like completely immersed into it so the driver was just like oh my god this is amazing uh and uh, yeah one of my like i i really like that movie i haven't seen it in a while but i can quote the, the opening act verbatim it's just phenomenal yeah. and then he followed that up with the dark knight which yeah is a towering so, piece of cinema nobody expected the dark knight to be any good now so seed who we've had on the podcast was also a really one of the few things that brought us together in school was nolan's batman and uh, he found so he would be, there would be uh, there's a website called comingsoon.net which for us yeah. was my baby was i i am baby all the news filtered through comingsoon.net and um, he i remember him saying coming to me and saying bro they've cast the joker heath ledger what heath ledger is the joker what like, this is odd like 10 things i hate about you heath ledger like we're very much in that we're 14 15 at this time so we're very much mm-hmm. in that phase that adolescent phase where puberty is kicking in it's just so we were aware of the rom-com films that right. are, that exist in the side I mean you don't have to justify yourself and think they hate about you is a nice movie to watch it's a really nice movie dude. come on <laughs> look at the look at the star <laughs> yeah no. don't justify it's fine <laughs> wear it with pride i, I do. do i mean 10 <laughs> things i hate about you the girl next door are my all time favorites anyway so heath ledger gets cast or obviously very skeptical about it and then one day he comes to me saying the trailer dropped and there's a teaser for it of course us with our 3gp uh <laughs> video quality at the time <laughs> 3gp man just huddling over like this this flip phone screen and just staring at it <laughs> like oh my god this is this this shit is amazing uh jo and like the first thing he says is why so serious and that just became i mean in the world we know today why so serious is all this becomes such an iconic line yeah and then pete travers the reviews for the film start dropping i think a year late no i'm sorry then of course how can i not address this january of 2008 he letter dies mm. tragically and we're like shit and then we hear that the movie's been completed it's going to serve as his last work and obviously it builds up more more hype for like what he did with the role and in 2000 and i think around it released in july so i'd say by june reviews were filtering out and people were talking about how heath ledger is is the movie uh, they called it the godfather of superhero films so the thing with for me the dark knight is um i i adore the film but i also watched heat a few years later and i was like oh i see <laughs> and that kind of for me tempered my uh, my reaction to the dark knight because the dark knight in a sense is is heat it's it's batman in like the opening sequence is is straight up the, the opening sequence is yeah that is i mean nolan said it's a, it's a tribute yeah. but yeah i mean otherwise the the big part of heat is how these guys only meet twice although their lives are so interconnected mm. so here 
there are the elements of heat i get mm. but also the other thing about the dark knight is it's a great movie but it's so tiring it is, oh, it is. unrelenting like of you course. need a you need a narrative break at points let the audience breathe dark knight has none of it the fact is it's a long movie right it's like 2 and a half hours 2 hours 40 minutes but it is enough like substance in the story that it's not like this fillers or there's any padding it's in a, the story where you can it's oh it's, it's a straight up mob film with an anarchist thrown in there for good measure so it's like yeah so and that's the thing about the joker is because the arm so the thing about the joker like even in the, in the in the comics is his unpredictability like you don't know what he's going to do and mm. i think the dark knight captures that really well his introductory sequence uh, where he introduces himself to the mob michael j white is in in this as uh, one of the mob bosses and what he does the the con- the conversation they have and then what that leads to then a terrifyingly realized sequence where the where the joker makes this guy uh, makes one of the batman uh, knock off so the the uh, he he makes him uh, recite um, a particular a message to a, a letter mm. it's terrifying like it's, yeah yeah that's like borderline disturbing yeah exactly to put in a even in a pg13 movie just like mm. that's a dark theme to put in there But I think the out of all everything that happens, the this film's crowning glory comes in its interrogation sequence, uh, mm-hmm. where it is. If you had to point to one specific part of the film and go, that is where the film is is exceptional. It's when the Batman realizes what the Joker has done, and where he yeah. loses it, and. I I'm thinking about it I'm getting goosebumps because I have just I haven't seen the movie in years I, I don't need don't need to see maybe I will after it's, this episode it is burned into your memory into your memory but it it became I mean the early days of the internet was very much a meme where I, it's like I can't understand <laughs> people would rip off on Christian Bale's performance because the very yeah <laughs> uh, they're very incoherent I remember early early YouTube there's a video of a guy Of this interrogation sequence where the guy playing the Joker is like, "Listen, I want to help you. I just can't understand what you're saying." <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that video. What? What? What are you saying? Where are the drugs? Listen, I I want enunciate, enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, and and the whole twist of what the Joker tells. uh the batman is also very well realized i think we have to talk about how kd homes was <laughs> taken out after the first film yeah and ceremoniously dumped yeah they're like hey, nobody will notice dude they both took the same it's fine no it's just that they, i think she got her performance got banged quite badly and then i i'm not quite so. sure <laughs> she was the I'm weak not, point of the first film of the first one yeah and then they replaced her with maggie gillenall now i recently learned that the joker confrontation with magister and all in the at the party was all improv uh where oh, he wow. so he let her go and grab her that scene was basically improv yeah so <laughs> he you when magister and all is is wrestling her face away from heath ledger she's doing it to get away from heath ledger because, because she didn't expect it to happen to her <laughs> mm. but chris nolan was like no keep it going and uh which is what makes which is what makes it so unsettling <laughs> the entire scene is yeah it's and then eric roberts has as moroni is also great aaron eckhart oh, i had such hopes for aaron eckhart after this perfect harry dent great storyline has one of the probably has one of the best sequences in the entire film where he's in the car with the mob boss and flips the coin uh and he's yeah. giving him a choice and gary oldman delivers a, a thrilling uh, final monologue what a cast dude yeah he runs because we have to chase him uh and great end god night yeah great end to the film and hansemus score is perfection 
yeah a lot of elements come together in that movie when you think about it that way it is objectively probably the best of the three i mean yeah it has even favorite a- but even action sequence wise the, the whole truck sequence the truck know. thing oh man who had seen a truck yeah. been flip can get flip before none of us had on that uh, axis like on that on the vertical is just like <laughs> Okay. Time we watched the Dark Knight recently once more. <laughs> yeah, I was just why why the entire time we were talking, I'm like, hmm, why have I not watched it? <laughs> I feel because we, I think I watched it. I I reached a point where I was so saturated by it because I've seen True. it so many but times. But the thing is, I I had watched it around the time it had come out, so like 2008, 2009, print mm-hmm. was not great, right? Like yeah. whatever you download it was like shit. and sometime later i think 2013 20 like obscene 12 gb print or something of the movie and i played and the opening sequence was like is there's so many things i've not seen one of the early first few films to to been shot on imax cameras or at least have sequences shot on imax mm. cameras uh and yeah you watch this on blu ray oh that shit spanks yeah amazing unfortunately it was followed up by the dark knight rises now so i don't i feel over the years i'm yeah, more, it more is sympathetic, sympathetic exactly. to the dark knight rises i feel people are too unfair because one nolan had built up an entire trilogy in his head that obviously went out the window because um he fled or passed away and you can't really recast that role hmm. um and excuse me and so he brings in bane which is another great storyline in the comics uh, nightfall bane is the only dc villain to have broken the batman physically mm. broken the batman and tom hardy does a great job with it there's in my opinion it possibly has a better opening sequence than than the dark knight the whole the, the from a technical standpoint the the airplane yeah but at that point especially that scene i'm like okay i can see nolan is like getting a little full of himself and yes i think i mean the dark knight rises is is a great so in between this in between the dark knight rises and the dark knight he drops inception now and that's where i was like uh, musical from a musical standpoint uh, i'm like okay the dark knight was where it was good you you mm-hmm. really amped it up to a point where the soundtrack was great but okay now this is getting irritating <laughs> but and, and i think the dark knight is the first, rises is the first time i looked at a movie and went because nolan movie and went mm. yeah. i okay i guess uh has great performances just does not work Because, because the plot has more holes in it than Swiss cheese, man. Exactly, yeah. and it's he's trying to wrap up the universe. There's just so much happening, and it, there's a whole that the, the the prison thing. The more I think about it, the more unnecessary it it, it feels. Mm. Climbing out of the pit, I guess. And like, if somebody's broken your back, you can't just sling yourself on. threads and just move around and fix your back then it's not how a back works it was supposed i think it's still supposed to be some sort of weird reference to the lazarus pit which plays a big part in in the batman comics yeah fair if the lazarus pit is kind of where people heal or come back from the dead and hmm. and i think this is how nolan best decided to portray it in the films the jail in jaipur It's jail in jaipur i guess And, and when oh yeah no you can see the the pink and the, and the purple in the background as it flames <laughs> out of yeah completely unnecessary has again once again a great the great sequence in the film is where batman fights bane in uh, in, in the underground uh, mm. so excellent sequence but besides that i i remember watching out coming out of the dark knight rises and being feeling let down by it but the uh, and more than anything else i got annoyed and this was the first time i have gotten annoyed with the fan base for a particular uh, property yeah now i remember why i don't like the dark knight as much because the dark knight is a great movie but the fan base this is when toxic fan base is begun for me yes, but yes. and 
that really soured my relationship with the film because people just got extremely protective about the property it had no reason to be that protective i'm like yes the lahana is a great movie this level of worship is unnecessary and then when the darkner rises came out and i went hmm okay i guess and then the reaction to like lukewarm uh, or a negative um, uh, to negative perspectives about the film were being met with a lot of hate and vitriol and that really rubbed me the wrong way I'm like okay this this is clearly gone <laughs> into this weird cult of batman slash cult of christopher nolan films that are now existing that have that has now been born and that's something i don't want to uh, be a part of mm not true i i remember there was a lot of like you can't talk bad about the movie and even when i watched it myself in first viewing i didn't i wasn't able to figure out all of these inconsistencies and plot holes mm-hmm. in the movie so the first time i watched it i was like oh wow and the ending now is super gimmicky but mm-hmm. at that point i was like wow this is really nice then after repeated viewings i'm just like okay how did i miss all of this so much wrong with the movie i went with my mother and my mother's like this movie is boring <laughs> and she and she was like i don't care i just came here to see good looking people what what's the phrase i'm looking for his reach exceeded his grasp with this movie for no yeah and, and marian cotillard great actress completely miscast yeah completely yeah. miscast um and that whole beat and switch was i remember <laughs> watching it in the theater and as he kicks bane into that sequence and into that into that uh, room and uh, marian cotillard is just chilling there i'm like oh, of course she's talia al ghul <laughs> <laughs> like of course i'm just sitting there going yeah, of course this is where it was going and but just did not work at all i mean if you do if if you don't know who talia al ghul is it you're like what okay so what Yeah imagine there were a lot of people who probably started watching the movies after dark knight came out yeah so they may not have watched the batman begins They're like hey who who is this person who just yeah, came spoke for 30 yeah. seconds and fucking died so from like i i even i remember the first time i i came across talia al was a, a batman comic where the batman dies uh and and resha gul is like okay, now he was dead I, he is dead i will he was he will be my true successor you know how how comedy books are they go on random tangents kill off characters bring them back so this was one of one of those and she's and she's holding him holding the bat, holding batman in his arms and that was like okay th- and this this was when i was exploring uh the comics and its various characters so for me that the payoff is is there and okay i know who talia gul is i guess mm. and i understand this was meant to be an entire arc on um you know that that centers around resha gul who's one of batman's mo- most toughest adversaries because he's smart he's mm. not the joker but he's definitely he's is him but on the other side or rather without the without the moral compass mm. uh and <laughs> that that for, for me in the movie this this did not work because the bait and switch in batman begins is excellent hmm. because one you don't see it coming and two liam neeson is absolutely phenomenal in that movie as like theatrical uh, yeah. theatricality and, de- and deception are powerful to us he's just he so every film i think they all the problem with christian bale and i feel bad is his batman is great but every film is overshadowed by he's overshadowed by the antagonist yeah. so the in the first film as good as he is liam neeson is exceptional in that role uh second film he played we all know how that yeah. story went the third film tom hardy is you know you can't understand what he was say, what he's saying half the time <laughs> like even tom hardy was like even the batman who can't be understood like dude what are you saying so <laughs> uh, and they had to, i remember they had to dub his lines because yeah. they they did a preview of the opening sequence uh, before man of steel and people are like what is he saying uh, at least most some indian theaters i mean it's ones where we went they all had subtitles and for us i 
I don't know why it's frowned upon in the West. Just add subtitles to your films. It makes life so much easier. Yeah, I know. People don't want to read. They don't want intermissions. People are complaining that the Batman, the new film is two hours, two hours, 45 minutes long. Just embrace intermissions. It's it's fine. It it happens. We have an entire industry that, that has that's been yeah, built on nice. intermissions. You want to sell popcorn and Coke, you can do it halfway through the fucking film. Make some money. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. The new film is two hours, 45 minutes. Huh? Okay. Yeah. It's very much saga. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But I feel like I've rambled on this entire episode. No, it's fine. Batman episode, you talking more is apt. <laughs> Understandable. This weird. Anyway. But before we, I mean, between the Batman that's coming up and the Dark Knight Rises, there were obviously uh, DCEU stabs at getting Batman right. I think the Batman versus Superman actually has probably my favorite version of the DCEU Batman. Yeah. Again, not, not an easy, not a difficult pick. No, but Far and away the best portrayal. My, in terms of greatest Batman portrayals, unfortunately it's in Batman v Superman uh, especially I yeah. think we, we earlier on the episode we spoke about our love for Dark Knight Returns now the Dark Knight Returns uh, focuses on an older aging Bruce Wayne yes and yes I mean obviously he doesn't Ben Affleck is I think still Ben Affleck early, yeah in his late but he brings that charm and he's a huge dude so man uh, yeah he's and he is intimidating in this film. And I desperately wanted to see more about that Batman. But Seriously, uh, even the yeah. intro sequence and that whole bunch of people stuck in the sewer, yeah. terrified. It's like, yeah. wow, no, this is a Batman. Surely you wanted to see more of his, his Batman, but we can't I think, have uh, After uh, seeing that warehouse fight scene, I think I was mildly erect. The warehouse fight, the warehouse fight sequence is is wonderful, and also is straight up the Arkham games. <laughs> yeah, it is literally the games playing out. Which is uh, which is a great segue for us to talk about the Arkham, the Arkham games. So, two thousand nine, uh, Rocksteady dropped Arkham Asylum. I don't have a system that runs Arkham Asylum. <laughs> okay, I'm I have never had a, a PC that was that has ever been up to date with the graphical expectations that games would require. Never, which is why I've I've gravitated so so much towards consoles. Anyone who knows me, know now that you listen to the podcast, you also know me. I very strictly a console gamer, not because I have some hatred towards the PC, it's just that I cannot keep up with uh um, with the uh, with the graphical expectations of, for video games and also i didn't have money <laughs> i was a child um, i explained it to my folks on why we had to keep replacing graphic cards but it was very tedious yeah that was very a, cons- yeah, a console would do just fine so i remember picking up arkham asylum seeing trailers for it and going oh this is great this looks like the animated series but in video game format and i had on the PlayStation One, I had Batman and Robin, which uh, man is is a is torturous to get through. Uh, it like it, it's a movie tie-in game, so it's horrible. But then I say that, and then I also religiously played Batman Begins on the Game Boy for for a good two years through the entire game. Great video game, movie tie-in game, but so much fun. But this drops, and I pick it up, and I. And it's basically you're caught in Arkham Asylum. All of Batman's greatest villains are in there, and you're running through the game. The the, the climax, I mean, the the final boss fight in this game is eh. It could have been a little. It, it kind of goes for the big brawly battle sequence, but it brings it brings back my favorites. It brings back it brings back Kevin Conroy, the voice of of Batman. And Mark Hamill, the voice of Joker. Yeah. As much as I love, and I and I would, I don't think that we've given flowers uh, to Mark Hamill throughout this episode. His depiction of the Joker, as great as Heath Ledger was, for me, my I keep going back to the animated series Batman because that Joker, that voice, so iconic. And I, for years, I had no clue that Luke Skywalker was the Joker. Exactly. Neither did I. When I finally like made the connect, it's like whoa. Guys, talented. 
Uh, but yeah, I hadn't I hadn't played Arkham Asylum. I, I my first game was Arkham City, and I remember uh, uh, when I played it for the first time and like you jump off a building and you see the the mechanics of flying in the game. Mm-hmm. I was just like, whoa! I know what I'm doing for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly fly. I fell up every building and just glide, glide, glide. Like fuck the game story, just glide, glide, glide. Arkham City is like. probably one of the better Batman stories to exist in across all mediums. Yeah, story for what Arkham a great story! Is a wonderful story. I thought Arkham Asylum was good. Arkham City is my favorite Batman game of all time. Yeah, I mean, I have only played that in Arkham Knight and some few long ago games, but I think even standalone of all the games I've played, Arkham City is so complex, so rewarding. It's and such a fulfilling. It has so much to do in that. It it it, it yeah. it's like a a sandbox and one of the earlier sandbox games that um, that I played. There's so much to do. Of course, there's there's a major plot point with Hugo Strange. There's uh, Scarecrow makes a comeback. There's a terrifying Scarecrow sequence in Arkham Asylum, uh, yeah. where he injects you with his fear toxin. I don't think we spoke about Cillian Murphy and how good he was as Scarecrow in Batman Begins. And what a what a gallery of villains in yeah, across the three movies. Yeah, I think they 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 always they did the Bond thing. You had the main villain, and you had like his henchmen types. Mm. So uh, you had, uh, I think the first one was was Ra's al Ghul, Scarecrow. The second one was Joker, Harvey Dent. The third was uh, uh, Bane, Bane and Catwoman ish. Somewhere. Yeah, but she's more like an anti-hero. Anne Hathaway is yeah. great in that movie. Is yeah. is really powerful performance as as Catwoman. Very sexy, very um, she fully does justice. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, back to back to the game. So Asylum City, great games. Then I think Rocksteady declined to do Arkham Origins, which again, great storyline. I wouldn't say as good as Arkham City. Warner Brothers Studios picked it up. More or less the same game. It follows the. Uh, it has the same fighting mechanics, all of the same, uh, all of. The but it's it starts. It introduces this annoying aspect of the game, which Arkham Knight just co-opts way too much, which is the Batmobile. Oh, the Batmobile is just frustrating. It's a pain to play. So, I think what happened with that is, and when Arkham Knight dropped, I remember us watching, like we all watching the trailers for it and saying, "Oh, we can actually use the Batmobile in this game. It's an active part of the game." And you can tell a lot of work has gone to developing the Batmobile. Like a lot of work went into it. Mm. But because of that, we were forced to play some extremely annoying Batmobile-centric missions. I remember yeah. when the Batmobile gets destroyed, I'm like, yes, I know more Batmobile-centric <laughs> missions. And then a second one rolls around about 20 minutes later, you're like, gosh, oh, just... <laughs> Why? And also Arkham Knight, the marketing for this was... It's kind of funny because this is a new. There is there's a new uh, Batman villain that was written exclusively for the story. Uh, there's but he has a grudge against Batman, all of that. And within the first fifteen minutes of the game, you know if you know Batman, you know exactly who the Arkham Knight is from what he's saying, and and then you're just like, oh, come on, seriously. But what kept kept me excited was. I'm like, okay, now I can probably see a real nice de- depiction of death in the family, which is an iconic Batman story, spoilers, where Robin dies. Um, and the funny thing, Robin, like people in the 80s hated Robin so much that uh, the, the arc that curves death in the family ends on a, initially ended on a cliffhanger where pe- people were given the option to either save Robin or kill Robin. You have to call up... Uh, to specific, vote in. Yeah. yeah, to call a number and... and there was it was a landslide. People wanted Robin dead, and then that's what the the writers did. But when they saw, but when people saw what the writers did and how brutal it was, there was a backlash for it. The writers were like, "Oh, you wanted him dead? No, take now, no. kill him in the worst, brutal, <laughs> most drawn out way." And they they do a pretty good job of it in in the Arkham Knight game. I, I think it's the way it's it's, it's told is uh, like it's the way it's shown rather it's pretty damn mm. good yeah yeah if it wasn't for the Batmobile missions it would be a great set of games but even otherwise like it's a great way to immerse yourself into a medium beyond just movies or animated movies or comic books it's a 
it's probably the only way you can be batman to whatever extent the game allows so mm-hmm. i would definitely recommend people play if you do game but uh, i mean there's so much to talk about batman you can do this for hours but yeah is i mean is there anything else you want to talk about that i think we've missed out on no i mean i'm sure if i think about it there'll be 10 other things but hmm. that's i think that's it on on the batman it drops in theaters this week and hopefully the next time it, we speak we yeah. both would have watched if not just you let's yeah i definitely it's a movie i want to check out and i will try and try my best to check it out yes that is that we have come to the end of, of our episode next week i'm really excited to be talking about our trilogy of poo <laughs> i don't know why you decided <laughs> to call it trilogy of poo but yeah i mean they're not bad movies they just okay yeah, they're bad movies <laughs> come on <laughs> but the everlasting like, i mean one of those films is is my first ever instance of heartbreak so we'll we'll get to it when we talk about it <laughs> yeah we'll see you on the next see you guys so they opened their big mouths and now came talk talk talk